Hey, what's up? I was waiting for y'all call. <laughs> what's goody? Let me tell y'all how the hood don't love you like you think they do. And I'm tired of the repeated story of people either dipping back, helping back, and getting caught up and their life being taken because you're forgetting that the crab and the barrel effect is real. I think American black folk have an infatuation with struggle and that's something we all battle with. Some of us win and we see the light and some of us struggle all our life trying to figure out why we put ourselves in situations to struggle. Why bragging about the struggle is, um, you know, considered loyalty or considered good credit or yeah, he got he got hood cred. You know, nobody's going to disrespect him because he's respected in the hood or she respected in the hood or she always giving back. Yes, some people do respect you for that. But again, in that same hood, some people hate you for being able, okay? They get an opportunity to change their lives from struggle and their family's lives from struggle and to do it bigger and better. And some people come back to the hood and they give back, right? And we, some of us appreciate that. And they support where they came from. They support the people who want better where they came from and they create opportunities for others in those hoods but the crab in the barrel effect is real more people want to see you fail than prevail that is real the hood don't love you like you think they do this is she gets it my name is shan what's up let's talk about it if y'all don't know if y'all haven't been informed if you didn't catch the last couple of episodes i have a new instagram and the twitter page name is different the at name is different if you were already following she gets it on twitter then don't worry about following a new page. It's the same page, but I had to change the name because I think when you're a creative, when you're on social media, you should be easy to find. And so the new IG and Twitter name is Shan B. Podden with two Ds, okay? Not potting, okay? Podden, all right? You know what I'm saying? So whoever hacked my page on Instagram, whether it's She Gets It Pod or Cozy Womb Pod. Your mama's a hoe. Period. All right. So make sure y'all follow the new page. Um, Like everything that happens to me, around me, I have to look at the light in it and not the darkness in it because the darkness is always easier. The light in it is now I can refine who really fucks with She Gets It Podcast. So whoever follows me and catches the fact that, oh, she ain't on this page no more or something must be going on because she's always posting and all of a sudden she's not posting, at your ass 
at Shambi Podden and follow the page and interact with the page and please share the page. Too Much Game Podcast, I appreciate you for sharing the page, sharing the change. The Rosy Perspective, I appreciate you for sharing the change because I think a lot of people don't. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I don't know still <laughs> that I'm not on that page anymore. Um, as she gets a pod, it's still the same on the stereo app. If you are a podcaster and you are not on the stereo app, and you have not done a show on the Stereo app, you are shooting yourself in the foot. It is a great um, app to use to grow your show, um, get new followers, and grow your IG. If you are a podcaster and you are not on TikTok, again, you are shooting yourself in the other foot of growth. Um, It's a lot of great effects and plays you... Plays. Ways you can market yourself on there, so... Don't knock it because, oh, TikTok, that's like for kids and stuff. I don't want to get into it. If you want your show to grow, your ass need to be on TikTok. If you want your show to go grow, you need to be on Twitter. If you want your show to grow, you need to make yourself easy to find. So if your podcast and your at name is one way on, um, yes, I am giving you podcast uh, game, if you will. If your at name is one way on IG, it needs to be the same way on Twitter and other platforms so you're easy to find, okay? And it's better to be like, at me, such and such and such on all social media. Because my page was hacked, I can't really say that anymore because everything is not the same on my social media. Not my doing, but I'm dealing, (laughs) if that makes sense. So... Like I said, I appreciate y'all for following the She Gets It Pod show. I have to put She Gets It Pod because there's other podcasts that are She Gets It that really ain't putting out shows the way I'm putting out shows, really ain't market marketing She Gets It like they should for growth. So I can't just say She Gets It. I have to say She Gets It Pod. And when you put it in to look for it, it's S-H-E in caps, Gets It Pod. And you will find me... Usually, my um, artwork is red and yellow. That's my color. I think I did one season where it was a gray background, but there's red and yellow in it. That's how you know you getting me officially. So I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all for leaving any reviews, whether it's on Google, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I appreciate y'all. I've been doing this since 2018. 
The girl got lots of shit to say. I don't feel like you can really box my podcast into one thing because I dapple on different topics. But the thing that I like to do in my friendships in life period and on these podcasts is to inform y'all and to give y'all knowledge. So hopefully this show, like all my shows, have has helped somebody somewhere. Okay? I appreciate y'all. Let's get into the show because it's a very important one. Um, I really don't want to do sticky notes because I think getting to the meat of today's show is more important, so that's what I'm going to do. Oh, man. All right, y'all. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because it's very important. Y'all know, like, how people have a way that they um, prepare for, like, a serious discussion. My way of preparing for serious discussions is loosening it up with foolery. So that was my way of loosening up with foolery. Hmm. Say that three times. Okay, so I just think that we've lost enough people to learn the lessons we need to learn and if you haven't learned it already here we go I hope this helps whether it's mentality emotions or socially I think people mentally emotionally and socially love the hood for whatever reason whether it's culture whether it's music whether it's family whether it's gang relations whether it's politics People glorify the hood, period, in America, okay? Um, I'm sure in London, they have similar issues, right? I'm sure in Africa, they have similar issues. I'm sure um, in Brazil, they have similar issues. Mexico, they have similar issues. Jamaica, they have similar issues. Like, I don't... I don't know how bad it is or who's worse or all of that shit. That's not what I'm here to get into. But I'm. my point is, the level of loyalty that the hood gets in America, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Comcast wish they had with their customers. Because we don't let up. We have people that actually enjoy being in the hood, actually don't ever want to leave the hood, um, are very comfortable. We have people, celebrities, um, entrepreneurs who have family, grandmothers, parents, mothers, sitting in the projects in the hood, comfortable, and they don't want to leave. They don't want to move. Um, They're very proud of the fact that they've always lived on the 18th floor dealing with roaches and um, pissy elevators and sometimes it doesn't work and not being able to control their personal heat in their building. Like, they're completely okay with that shit. And it's a mentality issue. And no matter how much good you want to do for a person, sometimes their mentality will never change. Okay? People enjoy the hood because it's like a badge of realness out here, quote unquote. But let me say this. Unless you own that building, unless you own that block, your loyalty is to what exactly? 
Like, Jewish people in New York own fucking buildings. They own the apartment that you're in in that building. They are making guapery, okay? Why are you holding on to the fact that, yes, you were on a list for how many years, how many months, you got this project apartment and you never want to leave. And it has all of these issues that never get fixed. And you're basically a sitting duck for issues that other people cause in that building. And you don't want better. Who's going to change that except you? And, and, and I have the same mentality when it comes to gangs. What's the point of claiming a gang? Like, I understand the whole history of gangs, how it was really set up for um, community and uh, support of the people in your community. But over time, it has, has been a negative um, aspect of many communities in, in, in areas and countries, okay? And my thing is like, is anything in that hood something of an asset that you can leave for, for, for your family if you're dead and gone? The answer is usually no. The people of the hood don't all wanna get out is my point. And everyone in the hood doesn't want to see you make it either. And we have a lot of young, talented people getting killed. Um, predominantly black males getting killed because they either want to give back to the hood. Um, they either want to visit their family that's in the hood. They either want to let their cousins know that they're coming to visit. Let their quote-unquote friends that still live in the hood let them know that they're coming to visit. But the reality is when you get to an opportunity or a level of success where you can leave the hood, there is usually someone who is usually close to you that hates the fact that you made it out, that hates the fact that it's not them. And it's okay to grow up in one place and elevate and give back from a distance, okay? Like Ricky Smiley said, I think he was spot on with that shit where you give back from a distance. Because if you try to give back while being in it, nine times out of 10, it's gonna be a negative a negative result for you. It is, okay? As you grow in life, you have to elevate your friendships, your business ships, and just because you're related doesn't make you family. Limit their access to you also. Like, when people be like, oh, you used to be like this, you changed. I take that as a motherfucking compliment every time. Because now I'm just like, yes, you see the growth. I like this better than I like that. Okay? It's my decision. It's my life. It's my choice. Okay? It's my children. It's my wife. It's my husband. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to think like that. Limit your access to people who you once dealt with in a certain way when you ain't have shit, who are not equally trying to strive for the end goal like you because they will trip you up. I always say people will always be human first before anything else. 
That goes for your dad, your mom, your uncle, your auntie, your cousin, your nephew, your niece, uh, your homeboy that you grew up with from kindergarten, uh, your, your old barber, uh, your old mechanic, um, whoever it is, they're going to be people, human first, before they are anything as far as title to you. And too many people feel like they don't have credit or say, as far as the hood goes, if they can't rep the hood, if they not in the hood, if they don't still stroll through there, if they don't still pop up on holidays, your credit is yours regardless. Your credit, if you grew up in the struggle, in the hood, wherever you from, the slums, that's what your history is regardless of if somebody tell you it is if that's your experience that was your fucking experience you don't have to be in it no more you don't have to stand in it to say that you was in it like if we if you really want to be honest nipsey was life taken at 33 to me that's very young that was my age last year he has kids. He has family. Young Dolph, his life taken at 36. He has kids. He has family. Yes, he left property for them and he did a lot of uh, good financial financial decisions as far as taking care of his family, but they don't have their father no more. His parents don't have their son no more. His wife doesn't have a husband no more. Huey, dead at 31. King Bond, dead. Proof, dead. Soldier Slim, dead. Jam Master J, dead. Talented, talented, talented. Young. Family. Wives. Future. Career. Businesses. Dead. Because they want to be in the essence. They got connections that don't give a fuck about them for real. Okay? They too much in arm's reach of people who don't want better. And my thing is, you are not your environment unless you want to be sucked into it. Too many of us gain positive success and lose it because we want to be comfortable in old places with old ways of thinking. And that don't make no fucking sense. I understand that if you have a good business, if this is a business that you like, that you might want to visit, sometimes you just can't. Jay-Z, even though he grew up in Marcy Projects, can't be in Marcy Projects every other week. He can't do it. That would be dumb. He can't create a routine where he pop up. He can't come through in an area that predominantly 98% of the people cannot afford a Bentley truck and come through there in a specific, bold, obvious-ass Bentley truck. It's just certain things you can't do. Most of the time when I worked um, for House of Darion and Rockaware, Jay-Z would show up to his own building that he had, I think it was the 38th floor, all wood grain from floor to ceiling, okay? He would still show up in his Jeep most times. An old Jeep and his bodyguards would sit outside in front of the building in his Jeep and wait for him and some bodyguards would walk up to his own office with him. Like, he was not slipping. He was not slipping. Sometimes he would come in a regular degler truck that thousands of those trucks are all over Manhattan 
sometimes the glam of being a celebrity or having the money or people knowing where your mama stay or people knowing where your kids go to school at, that's dumb. Being famous is not fucking fun in games. A lot of times it's life or death. That's why like, I'll say like, yes, I want a career. I want a lifestyle of doing things that I like to fund my lifestyle that I live. But, but by no means I want to be famous. By no means I, I want to be like, you know what? I need to go to Kroger to go get me some creamer for my coffee and some chicken to cook later. But I got to wait till my bodyguards show up so I can go there safely with my family. I don't, I don't want to be in that space. I don't want to be in a space of, you know what? Walmart closes at 11 o'clock, but I can't get in my car and my truck and drive to Walmart and get out and walk through there and pick up what I want to pick up because I'm going to have a thousand people trying to get my autograph or my picture. Or I can't even be in my truck and pick my nose without... 50,000 people liking the fucking picture that somebody else took and posting it on IG. Like, this is real life, everyday shit for a celebrity. It's not fun being famous. Too many of us gain good, positive success and try to dip back to... to a old way of life and it takes our life so we gotta stop it I know you mean good but you gotta stop you know it's okay to live without guilt because you out of that shit find new comfort in your future saluting the struggle to feel you know like you deserve something or credit or respect from people that live in the hood who have also grown through the struggle is dumb. Black people, Hispanic people, Islander people that come up, you know, your family and your, your, your family might've came from different islands and you grew up in New York or you grew up in LA or you grew up in Dade County. Being in the hood is not a stunt. Repping gangs that don't give you shit or assets is not a stunt. Shouting out your projects and being able to be in your projects even though you have big success is not a stunt. You're a fucking target. You're a fucking target if you're the only one in your crew actually elevating in life, whether it's your best friend, whether it's your mom, whether it's your cousin, whether it's your sister or your brother or your nephew or your niece or even your own child, if they're doing less than you are or they have less or they don't have equal success or they don't feel like they can comfortably move around like you, you're a fucking target by default because people naturally want shit people want better people want more Americans 
the whole mindset of having enough is not something we were raised on. Other countries raised their children on being efficient, intelligent, um, and self self starters and using what you need, not what you want. Americans were built and raised on you need more. That's not enough on your plate. Um, make sure there's no space on your plate when you eat. Other countries, they don't eat a bigger serving than their fucking fist. You understand me? So that's why they be in better shape, have better health, um, and 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 they, they're just in a better predicament as far as like money and spending. They do what makes fucking sense. Americans, we, our school system is stuck in a hundred years back. <laughs> like, like that's like, there, there's so many ways American living is fucked up and needs to change. And it goes into this mindset of needing to accept struggle, be in struggle, struggle. Let me tell you, like, my life for six years in New York was me working three jobs for six years around the fucking clock. I barely slept. I thought struggling was going to make me a better person. I thought grinding and not having sleep was going to make me a better creative there were lots of days where I didn't eat and I just worked. There were many years where I never checked my bank account. And thinking about that now is like, damn, there was a lot of money that went through my hands that I didn't handle in the best way that I wish I did because now who knows where my finances would be. But I wasn't thinking smart back then. I was just thinking like, use your body until you can't use your body no more. And I'm not talking about selling sex. <laughs> like I was doing legit legal jobs, but I was doing a lot of work and not a lot of sleep. I wasn't eating the best. My body was fit as fuck because in New York, you walk places, you go upstairs, you bend, you do all this shit. So you're fit as fuck. So now I live back in the South. I'm in Georgia. I drive most places. I have to put in crazy effort to work out. I got to put in crazy effort to go somewhere to get a salad over chicken, over rice, over uh, burgers, over barbecue. Like it's different. But I'm not struggling to make myself feel like I'm making it in life. I knew like, there's no way if I wasn't generation wealthy that I would raise my kids in New York. I just believe that my kids deserve a house. My kids deserve a backyard. My kids deserve to live in a community where they can, you know, go play soccer, play football, go to a playground, um, not worry about uh, drive-bys, not worry about you know, them being on a platform and being too close to a train, not worrying about like what germs they're touching from the house to the store, um, 
not paying thousands of dollars to park my car somewhere in a garage and being able to park my car in a driveway. Um, being able to leave my house and I know I can park my truck in my fucking driveway and I don't have to worry about finding parking on my street for 20 minutes so I can go into my small ass apartment where my kids can't have the space. Like all of that shit went into me being like, oh, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to work three jobs to to have a life. I can work one job and hustle around that one job and provide a lifestyle for my kids that's comfortable and myself. And I can visit family when I want to and I don't have to feel obligated for certain shit. Like, you make choices when you know better. And when you know better, you do better. You can't double back. Find new comfort in your future. Saluting the struggle is stupid. We gotta stop eating chitlins in life. And when I say that, I say that stop eating that shit as far as food. But chitlins is like, stop. Stop being proud of bad habits because that's what you used to have to do. Stop that shit. Stop eating bullshit that you know you're going to suffer from in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, and you might end up with cancer because of the things you ate for the last 20 years. You might end up with ulcers because of the things you ate for the last 20 years. Stop being proud of the fact that you lived in an apartment or, or you spent eight hours on a stoop instead of a job. Stop being proud of the fact that you lived in a place where there were no grocery stores for like four miles. That is, that was a fucking trap. And congratulations, you made yourself successful enough to be out of that. But let's stop bragging on that and making the youth want to be in that, thinking that's going to make them official that's going to give them street cred fuck street cred because if i'm not mistaken when most of your friends die in the hood people got on t-shirts that are airbrushed with your name and your face on it very cheap t-shirts they got the most crying ass bitches at the funeral uh your mom you know, is stressed out. Um, there ain't no life insurance that your boys set up for you that been on the block with you. Uh, y'all probably got GoFundMe's because your mama and your family can't afford the funeral. Like, what's the point? What's the point? Make it make sense. How many more people, young people, young talented people, do we have to lose because they want to be able to still go back to the hood sometimes? They want to be able to give the hood options because those people need help up close and personal. At a certain point, we got to get to the point that 
that's not that's not an affordable risk you can take period it's just not the hood don't love you like that and that's the truth I don't care what nobody says let's all have a goal of getting old and seeing our children's children and maybe that shit don't make sense to you now but when you get to a point where you lost enough people or you heard enough early deaths of people who had great potential to be better than they were when they were here and alive and well and striving, then maybe your mindset will get close to where I am right now because that shit don't make sense. I ain't never looked at a group of males hanging out at a gas station like, hmm, let me find one for me. I never understood why a group of males woke up, got dressed, to go stand in front of a bodega for 10 hours of the day. I never understood why a group of males would rather pick hanging around with their boys over walking their kids to school, helping their kids with their homework, doing something that puts their families in a better position. It's a system to keep a lot of minority people stuck. And the music industry promotes the negativity that keeps us stuck in hoods. Um, fashion, as far as those high-end fashion lines, they are running out of fucking idea ideas, so they look down on the people who have less that make something out of nothing. It's called a trickle-down theory. And they create looks from us. So we fuel that. It's not a brag to have high-end luxury items living in the projects. That's dumb. And I don't know if you knew that, but I'm here to tell you. And that's all I wanted to say. The hood don't love you like that. And I just thought you should know. And I think it would be more beneficial for you to do better things with your time and your effort. That's all I'm saying. My name is Shan. This is She Gets a Pod. You can find me at Shan B. Podden on Twitter and um, Instagram. I will be back with another episode because that's what I do. Y'all enjoy yourselves and be smart about the moves y'all make. And if you made it to a level of success where you don't have to be in the hood, but you still got people in the hood, it's called um, deposits, um, wire transfers, it's called um, Amazon Prime, it's called UPS shipping. Like, you ain't got to be in it to help it. Figure out a workaround and make your goal to get old so you can see your great-grandchildren period subscribe now